Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 524 here on this Christmas Eve. It's JJ, John Chastrensky, we're in for Carton and Roberts right here on The Fan. And I am fired up for this Week 16 card. We got a game Friday, Christmas Day. We got three on Saturday. Full slate Sunday. Buffalo, New England, Monday. To break it all down, he's been with us every step of the way. From Sports Grid in the morning after, my good pal, the great Jared Smith. Smitty, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? KJ, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. It's been, it's been an interesting season in the NFL. I'm, I can't believe we made it to Week 16. I mean, it's crazy how fast it goes every year. But uh, it, it is kind of one of those weeks where... If football is not on your menu this week, JJ, I don't think I want to be friends, right? I agree with that. I totally agree with that. <laughs> Amen to that, Smitty. Amen to that. Um, here's where I'm going to start. There are plenty of games this week. Team has everything to play for. Going against a team that has nothing to play for. How much of that do you take into account when you're going through your handicap? Uh, to me, I think at this time of year more so than where the game is played or maybe even who's playing in it. But I think that obviously still matters. One of the biggest things that we look at at this stage, those clinching scenarios are key every week. And, and, and the teams that have obviously everything to play for are the ones that should be getting a big percentage of the action. And I think a good place to kind of start if you're looking at a game and you get one team that has, you know, a playoff berth on the line and the other team is playing for golf, you know, you know, tee times next week or in two weeks, and the line isn't moving in the favor of the team with the motivation and the action isn't, the handle isn't favoring the team with the motivation, that's when you should pause and say, okay, what am I missing here? Because the line should be moving in this direction, but it's not. So I use it as a gauge almost not on teams to bet on, but maybe teams sometimes to avoid. Sometimes when you're like, hey, this team – it has a playoff berth on the line. Why is the why is the line moving against them? That's when this kind of thing can 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 really help your uh, handicapping. Interesting stuff. Now I saw an article that was out from our buddy, the great Sam Panionovich, talking about home field advantage not mattering as much 
And Smitty, let's be honest, with this year being the way that it's been, I'm not the least bit surprised by that, dude. You know, like, you haven't been able to pack the crowds out. Travel now is better than it's ever been. I'm not really stunned that teams on the road can go and play good football. I'm really not. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I think one of the biggest myths that that we've always kind of used and put in our back pocket is the West Coast teams traveling east for the early games. It's not like these guys are a Delta, you know, flying economy plus here. I mean, you know, so... Getting jammed in the middle seat, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not like you and me going to Vegas where we're, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to get the upgrade at the first class. We see the champagne getting popped in the front of the plane there. It, it's, it's not like that. We're sitting in the back just, you know, waiting to get off and, and go enjoy ourselves in Sin City. It's it's a bit of a different vibe when these guys travel. So I, I think the, the home field and, and, and Sammy P does an incredible job and, and his numbers that he kind of got from some of the people he trusts one and a half points. That's kind of what home field is worth now. And, and even that is, is, you know, kind of mediocre at best. I mean, if you're not getting the full three at home and the line is shading to the full three at home, or at least it appears that way, then your inherent value is on the road team. And all the numbers I've seen this year, the home favorites have really struggled. They're like 44% against the spread. So if you're at home and you're supposed to cover, that's when maybe the line's a little bit too much against you where, the, you know, it should be three, but maybe it's four. And, you know, we've seen a lot of games be decided by that this year. So I think the home field, the depth of home field advantage, absolutely a factor. Smitty, let's get to two lines that might fit the description of overreactions. Is Indy favored now by one and a half over the Steelers in overreaction? Yes, but I mean, I think at some point, you know, we kind of said this now for almost three weeks in a row with the Steelers, like, you know, at, even after the Ravens game, hey, you know, they won the game, they're, they're going to snap out of it. And then after the Bills game, you know, oh, they, they, they couldn't have played any worse offensively in that game. Well, they're going to snap out of it. Well, the Bengals, I don't have an excuse. I'm out of excuses with the Steelers team. If you can't go and play a full performance against a division rival that has nothing to play for and you've got it all in front of you, then I'm out of excuses. So this is the week where I'm finally drawing my line in the sand and saying, yes, is there inherent line value on the Steelers as a home underdog to the Colts? Absolutely. But there has to come a point in every gambler's existence where they say enough is enough. I'm done getting burned by that team. For me, that team's the Niners this week. I finally said enough is enough. I've been backing the Niners every week for the last month. I think a lot of people are probably getting there with the Steelers. Now, if they don't put on a good performance this week and they lose and all of a sudden Cleveland wins, and all of a sudden that division race gets tighter. Things are going to get a little dicey for the for the black and gold next week. But you would expect at some point they put together a sixty minute performance. But this Colts team's playing really good football, JJ. I don't want. I feel like you know you're facing the Bengals. They're going to make mistakes. You got Finley at quarterback. You're, they're not going to get those mistakes from Philip Rivers, and you're going to get a good performance on defense from them. So I'd be weary if you're backing the Steelers this week just because you're getting line value. Jared, you know full well there are so many people that watched the L.A. Rams lose to the Jets, and they're like, they just lost to the Jets. How in the world can I put money on them this week? Well, it's a week-to-week league, and a lot of the matchups against Seattle are going to favor the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Some are going to call me crazy, but I think that line moving in L.A.'s direction with 60% coming in on Seattle is basically all you need to know about that game. Well, that and you know, that's kind of funny because we talked about that right at the top. You know, the, the Rams are a team that, you know what, maybe people are going to be betting against them after what they saw against the Jets, but the line's moving towards them. So what am I missing here? That's when you take a step back and you say, okay, everyone's going to be on Seattle this week, as they should, even though Seattle didn't play that well. I thought both of those games last week, Seattle against Washington and obviously the Rams game against the Jets, 
arguably the two biggest look-ahead spots of the season for, this, for, for these teams. I mean, they have everything to play for in this game, and this game obviously matters so much more than the two games last week. But to the Jets and to the football team, the games last week mattered a hell of a lot more than, than, than you know, to Seattle and L.A. So we got those kind of skewed performances. Now, when you look at this game, again, everything to play for for both teams. Seattle clinches the division with a win. Rams clinch a playoff berth with a Chicago loss or a win themselves. And I think when you look at this team, you have to look at the last matchup. It was a tight game. It was a contrarian game, too. Everyone was on Seattle in that spot. But L.A. won the game 23-16. It's tough to beat a team twice in one season. That's the one hesitation I have with the Rams this week. And these series have 10 to split. Since 2016, which is when the Rams moved from St. Louis to L.A., there's been four seasons of football. They've split three out of those four years, these two teams. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad bet to take the Rams this week. But, again, it's Seattle. It's a home pick em, And you're getting basically a team that, that should – have a better quarterback performance. But I think this is a toss, a true toss-up game. I think the Rams in a teaser is a good spot, though, J.J. You get the Rams through three and seven there. You get them, if it's one and a half, you get them through three through seven. I think that's a good spot for the Rams. It's a low total game. You'd expect this game to be tight. But I agree. I think the contrarian side here is definitely L.A. Running through the Week 16 car with our buddy Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. Smitty, explain to me what's going on with this Sunday night game. It's a great game. Both teams need it. Tennessee and Green Bay, public's heavy on the Titans, but the line has moved a point, point and a half where don't be surprised you see Green Bay laying three by the time we hit kickoff. What's your take on this one? Yeah, three I think is the number where this one's going to land. Uh, I, I don't know if the game will land on that, but it looks like the odds are certainly heading towards three. Listen, I, I think Tennessee's a live dog here. I think Tennessee is the, one of the livest dogs in the league because they're playing it at frigid Lambeau Field. I don't know what the weather's going to be on Sunday night, but I'm assuming it's going to be cold. It's not going to uh, be warm, late. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's not, it ain't going to be warm. It, it's not going to be weather where you think, oh, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is going to have no issues throwing the football. I mean, now usually he doesn't. But at this time of year, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a little bit of a, of a wind-snow factor involved in this game. And if there is, I mean, you know, the Titans have the great equalizer. I mean, they have the perfect bowling ball to unleash in this kind of weather. And the Packers haven't done a really good job stopping the run this year. And when I look at the Packers' results, even in the games that they won, J.J., I mean, this Packers team is not blowing the doors off anyone. They blew out Chicago at home. Yeah, that's great. All their other results this year have been pretty close, especially the last couple of weeks. Carolina, Detroit, those are bad defenses. They only won by a score. So I, I feel like Tennessee's a live dog. But listen, it's a public dog. And you know how I feel about public dogs. So I feel like treading lightly with this public underdog is the way to go. It's still Aaron Rodgers in prime time with everything to play for. You know, and, and I'm just I'm a little hesitant just to blindly back uh, Green Bay, just because we're seeing the action or blindly back Tennessee, just because we're seeing the action go in their favor. I feel like if this gets to under a field goal, the, the value flips to Green Bay and Tennessee has been playing really good football the last three weeks. They, they, they lead the NFL in yards per play during that stretch. Derrick Henry, as we know, is an absolute monster, but I, I don't know. There's something about this public underdog vibe where I'd be more comfortable teasing the Titans up through seven than just taking them plus three. Because I think this game stays close. The Packers aren't blowing out a lot of bad teams this year. They haven't really blown out any bad team this, or any good team this year. It's been a lot of close games, especially against the good ones. So I would lean Tennessee. But once this gets to three, two and a half, that's when I start to come back on Green Bay. Carolina-Washington, does it matter for you? I know it matters for me who's playing quarterback. 
I think if it's going to be Dwayne Haskins, Carolina should be favored in that game. Am I crazy? No, and listen, Carolina's had this favorite spot, and they didn't play well as a favorite a couple weeks ago against Denver, and I don't like them in any spot as a favorite. But also on the other side, I don't like Washington as a favorite in any spot either. Both of these teams are much better as dogs. And honestly, J.J., both of these teams have been total overachievers this year. How about this? We head into the season, you know, eight, nine, ten weeks ago, even when the season just started. And you're telling me that Washington and Carolina are going to be two of the best teams against the spread this season in the NFL? I think you're crazy. Absolutely crazy. But they're 9-5 and five and 8-6, eight, and eight and six respectively, against the number this year. The only teams that are better are your Dolphins. So I, I'm, I'm blown away with how these teams have been able to kind of overachieve the number this year. Washington clinches division with a win and a Giants loss. They have everything to play for. So I, I would expect the best effort from this Washington team defensively. They're so good up front. But you're right. The quarterback situation is everything. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Haskins. What's his you know, mantra this week? What, what, what's going on inside his brain this week after his ridiculous uh, ordeal over the last few days getting his captainship stripped? I mean, that's the kind of thing that could – cripple a young quarterback uh and i don't know how he's going to bounce back i i expect ron rivera in the ultimate revenge game for him uh to be able to get his guys ready to go uh but i don't know how they're going to rally around Dwayne. i i would expect them to play well just because that's been their mo all year everyone's counting us out we're going to beat everybody uh, you know and, and prove everybody wrong but i'll tell you what washington's they're they're barely covering by the skin of their teeth and they don't play well as a favorite i i, I feel like this is a layoff spot but if you're going to give me Carolina plus three at some point, if Washington continues to – if the line continues to move in their favor, then I'll take the three. But, man, I, I don't want to back either of these teams, the favorite or as a short underdog. All right, Smitty, now it's time, bro. Tease of the week. We love to get involved with this. You've given a bunch of different options. How about teasing a team like Tampa down if we can? How mm. about teasing Baltimore down? I don't see any way they lose to the Giants. Um, but what is your two-team tease of choice? Those are good options. So I, I jump, actually, I have two teasers this week. One of them's already rolling. The other one I haven't locked in yet. The, the, the one that's already rolling, it's going to be tough to get in on because this line's moved a lot. But I, I do like that Tampa spot in a tease. I got it very early in the week at seven and a half, got it to one and a half. Now at nine and a half, you're going to have to pay up the premium there to move it to three and a half, not as valuable. But the teaser that I really like tomorrow is actually the under in this Saints Vikings game. You get that over 56. I think it's going to be one of those slow-paced games. Minnesota has not been explosive this year. The Saints with Drew Brees have been a little plotting. I mean, I know they scored a lot of points last week, but he didn't look like he was locked in. And I feel like this is going to be a tight defensive game between two teams that don't like each other that have played in the playoff uh, two straight years. So I think that's a good spot on Christmas Day, a little under while you're digesting your, uh, your holiday ham. Uh, for Sunday, I, I know, listen, this is almost like a hedge your happiness spot. And I don't recommend this. But I'm doing it this week because if it happens, I'll be thrilled. But I'm teasing the Bears down to one and a half. If the Jaguars win this game, you know me, JJ. I'm a Jets fan. I'm diehard. It was a rough Sunday for me. If the Jaguars win this game, I will be gladly forfeiting the ticket price of this tease to get the Jets home with the number one pick. But until they prove otherwise, the Jaguars are a total fade for me. I don't see with the Bears, with the playoffs on the line, I don't see them flopping in this game. But if they do, I won't be upset. So we're going to take the Bears. We're going to move them through seven and three, get them down to minus one and a half. And then we're going to go with the Rams. I know you're big on the Rams this week. I agree with your cap. I agree with the spot. I like the buy low nature. I love getting over a touchdown with the best analytical team in football in a tight defensive divisional game that I expect to be as rough and rugged as the NFC West has been this year. So Bears minus one and a half, Rams plus seven and a half. That's the tease of the week. 
Final one, Smitty, real quick. What do we got for the best bet sidewise? Well, Dolphins, I think, are the best bet, and, and we've sucked a little of the value out of it. It got from two and a half to three now. Well, isn't it crazy, Smitty? A week ago, you're going against them. Now I you're know. back on the bandwagon. Proud of you. That's the beauty of the NFL, though, JJ. One week start, one week's trash is another week's treasure. And you know what? Actually, I've done that a few times with the Rams this year, too, where I backed the Rams and then faded them the next week because I think in the NFL, it's not about the team. It's about the number, and if you're giving me a certain – spot and a certain number I'm going to take it and the Dolphins this week I just absolutely love it the Raiders have fallen off the cliff I mean talk about a team that has just completely eviscerated any of their value over the last few weeks Miami's getting some of those dudes back they're four and one against the spread as a favorite this season they lead the NFL 11 and three overall ATS I, I, I don't care about the Mariota stuff bring them on the Dolphins defense is ready I think Miami gets another big win because they need it Baltimore's right there and the Ravens aren't losing to the Giants this week so I think Ravens Cardinals too Saturday's a good bet I think the Cardinals beat the Niners, too. Again, I'm fading San Fran. They've had such a rough year with the quarterback situation. Now it's Beathard. Arizona's locked in. They've been playing really well. Yards per play numbers are up over the last three weeks. Murray looks healthy. Smitty, love you, bro. Happy holidays. And, you know, I'll be rooting for that best bet. That's a guarantee. Love you, too, brother. Good stuff. It's been a fun season. Looking forward to wrapping it up next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law